0: And Shine Life listeners, good morning and welcome to the Life Podcast, where we empower you to live your future every single day by equipping you with the entrepreneurial mindset. Be sure to check us out at LifeCast.com to keep up with all of the entrepreneurial value that we are releasing each and every week from fellow millennials about the mindset they're implementing to be successful as a 21st century entrepreneur, whether that means starting a side hustle in college or as a young professional directing their entrepreneurial mindset to get that next big promotion. Being a life learner, guaranteed, will be the best way that you can start off your morning to crush it this week and accomplish your goals. I'm your host, Joey Roos, and we are so excited to have our fellow entrepreneur and fellow podcaster, Darren Parkinson, on the show with us here today. Darren is a senior at KSU studying entrepreneurship and psychology and I think management and a bunch of other stuff, he's all over the place, um, and he's here to talk to us today about one of his new venture startups, but I also, before we jump in, wanted to get a plug from him um, on his podcast, Biz Radio U, where he was kind enough to bring on two of our co-founders, our producer, Will, and our marketing director, Andrew, to talk about the podcast. So Darren, welcome to the show. Such an honor to have you here. So if you can, kind of uh, talk to us a little bit about your past and your entrepreneurial journey and how that started and uh, where you are today.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, my uh, story as an entrepreneur I always growing up always wanted to own my own business I always wanted to uh, go down that path but I mean it always looked like something that was so far in the future and this monumental task that I didn't even know where to start or it just I like I mean when I used to think of entrepreneurship I just thought of like the big icons like the massive companies I'm like man getting there how, how do you even begin to get there right and what began to happen, um, I found, I was lucky enough to find a couple of professors that uh, became more like mentors to me and I tried to absorb as much of as much knowledge as they could give me um, and take as many classes as I could Uh, and they kind of, it led me on my path to the Entrepreneurship Center and that's when my mindset changed and I started to see the um, uh, just actually how easy it was to become an entrepreneur, and well, just the the concept of it. I mean, being an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things you can do. But actually, it's it really does come down to the mindset, and that's I think the biggest thing that holds people back is they create barriers for themselves because they think it's just something so monumental. And it's kind of funny that uh, it, this week I had two two big um, things that happened to me that just showed me that like how important the mindset is. And I was at the um, the uh, Health Connect South Conference uh, at the Georgia Aquarium this past week and one of the closing speakers was talking about how like the entrepreneurial mindset and the mindset is so important for all these different things that they're doing in the health world because they're all engineers, they're all like biologists, chemists, all this stuff and we just think that they're so smart that they know everything but unfortunately uh, that's a misconception. They, a lot of them don't understand a lot of the basic concepts of entrepreneurship and just business in general, like target market. They spend their entire lives working on uh, products and uh, revolution, revolutionary things that don't necessarily have a target market. Mm-hmm. And they kinda, her point was to explain that that mindset was something that you need to start thinking about from the beginning when you start formulating these things, because that's where that, you need to have the end in mind. And another thing that happened with mindset was, and this was really, this is an awesome uh, thing for me, because one of my biggest reasons for wanting to be an entrepreneur, my father has been, he's he's one of, he is like my absolute icon. He is like uh, my, obviously my first, he's my first mentor, my hero, everything. And, like, when you see the Dos Equis commercials, like, the most interesting man right. in the world, I swear that is him. You can't huh? believe what this man has done. He started out as a farmer's son in Zimbabwe, uh, went through two civil wars, moved to South Africa when he was 18, 19, um, because he just had the vision to see that his country he lived in and grew up in and loved so much was going downhill. And, unfortunately, he was right, and uh, a lot of people couldn't get out in time. And, uh, yeah, it, but... Just throughout his journey, he was he's just done incredible things. I mean, he's the reason we're here. He's the reason I am the man I am today, so I can't thank him enough. But one of the reasons I started on my journey was uh, he's lived the corporate life, and he's done exceptionally well. But he he goes above and beyond anything that I've seen anyone do, and that's one of the reasons why I have the values I have today. But uh, just through politics and things like that, its it's it's he is limited in his in the control of his destiny one of the biggest things he told me when he was let go from uh one of the companies he worked for for 28 years he said Mm -hmm. darren you need to be the maker of your own destiny and that i think about that literally every day of my life wow and yeah and yesterday i've always it's kind of funny i kind of like flip flopped, and now that i've been investing all my time into just uh taking advantage of every opportunity, KSU and everyone around me can throw my way and helping them out while I'm on that path. Uh, I've just, my mindset has completely changed and it's, it's changed my life and it's given me this confidence to go out and just do whatever, wh- whatever I wanna do and right. wherever I see value and opportunity. I love and it. And it almost like flip-flop because my dad's been in this mindset where he was stuck down that one, that corporate path and he, mm-hmm. he, he talked about it but he never really understood like
0: how simple it was and you know the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is it's getting started right exactly. it's just taking that first step oh you brought so much value there Darren I love your story and I'd love to hear more about your dad I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that but one of my favorite things from what you were talking about there was how um, a lot of people would start trying to solve a problem that there's no market for And as an entrepreneur, we're willing to put in the time and the work up front, but it's so important to recognize that you're putting in work to solve a problem for a specific market that you can actually serve. Mm -hmm. Because if people aren't willing to buy what you have to offer, you're not going to make any money. Um, and so recognizing that before you jump in is so essential, Life Learners, to any idea that you want to pursue. And so let's talk a little bit about one of the problems that you're trying to solve, specifically in regards to Kydex gun hol- mm-hmm. holsters. For people who don't know what Kydex is, can you kind of describe that and where you're trying to take it?
1: Well, Kydex is a really durable plastic uh, synthetic, and uh, it's it has a whole series of different applications um, because... Previously, the main type of holster was leather, and leather uh, it it doesn't wear well. It shape shifts over time. Uh, it like heat and cold really affect it. Uh, getting like uh, moisture and uh, just getting them wet affects it a lot too. Mm-hmm. And uh, they look stylish, but in terms of functionality, they're not the best. And that's where Kydex came along. Kydex. Uh, it it just makes an all-round better product in my opinion, and there's and there's just uh, you just see it kind of taking over the holster industry. So that's yeah, that's kind of where I saw it in the beginning.
0: Nice. So this is a product that's already being implemented, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see it solve problems for people, um, and, and you're starting to jump on board as well. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So how are you planning on separating yourself from the other Kydex producers? and uh, creating some form of exclusivity in your brand
1: well I mean that's that's honestly kinda where we're at right now we're experimenting because uh, the opportunity I saw with this venture it started out with uh, one of my partners Uh, he was helping a friend um, start. he was helping a friend with his business and uh, it just took off and started to go really well and I'll be honest when he first told me about it because he was in the military and he was just doing this on the side helping his friend out and he when he first told me i mean this is before my mindset changed on the whole entrepreneurial venture and mm-hmm. uh i just thought oh that's cute you know you're making holsters on the side you know you're never really going to make that much money or do that much with it right. and then after going through like a couple entrepreneurial classes and just having my mindset changed uh he came back in town and he told me i was asked to start to ask more questions about it and he told me the biggest problem they had was keeping up with lead times. And that's when mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I s- okay, then obviously something's going on here. Right. So I started to ask more and more. And, um, he invited me to drive, uh, across to, uh, North Carolina to the military base he was on and, uh, just to see the, just to talk to his friends, just talk to him, see the process and everything. And unfortunately stuff came up and I was never, I wasn't actually able to meet his friend. Uh, his partner that was his uh buddy that started the business Mm -hmm. and uh we just got talking from there and it was kind of great because i've been talking to my friend a long time about this and one of the 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 things i talked to him about i said you've been with him since the beginning of this venture and pretty much helped it from like the ground up and he was only just working on the side for commission everything i was just telling him "You need to have a conversation with your partner with it with him and tell him like you know you've been here for this long you need to have a partnership and he was like, yeah, actually, you're, you're right. And I, he had that conversation and he, his, he actually, like, the, the guy that started the company actually agreed, but it kind of never took off or went anywhere from there. And mm. it was funny, it was like, it was on the way back when I was leaving, we stopped at Wendy's to get lunch before I left. and so These were was, all great
0: entrepreneurial moments happen.
1: It was like kind of an epiphany moment where we were sitting there and he, I was just talking to him about things and pretty much a lot of the stuff that... Like I'd learned from Chris Hanks in class and just stuff like that, it sounded probably sounded like a parrot regurgitating it, which is why I can <laughs> quote him so well all the time because yeah. I say it all the time. Um, and I, he just—I remember him sitting there. I'll never forget. He sat there. He's like, you know what, Darren? I never understood before why you said I needed to do this myself and get into my own company and all this, but it just clicked for me. And I'll never forget that. I'll be like, that was really—that was just a really good moment for me to see that uh, I just reached out and I was just trying to help him out and it just I saw that moment click where he just kind of saw entrepreneurism in the same light that
0: we all see it Mm -hmm. now. That it can be a career and something Mm -hmm. that can provide for you full-time. I I was interested by what you said um, that their biggest problem was overcoming lead times because I'm not super familiar with the handgun markets, but I'm sure that there are many, many different variations of handguns out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming for a Kydex holster, you have to have a specific mold for that model of mm-hmm. gun. Is that correct? Yeah, how it works, um, yeah, because you you basically, it's a vacuum press method where you have the
1: mold, and then you, uh, I mean, there are, there are different methods of doing it, the one we use is a vacuum press where we clamp mm-hmm. it down, have a vacuum. It sucks, you heat up the Kydex, it sucks it on over, um, over the mold, and then after that, you make various folds, cuts, and things like that. Sure. Yeah, so it's a very hands-on process, and a very uh, almost, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of areas for customization. One of the reasons their company has uh, long lead times is they do a lot of custom work, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so that's one of the problems for their lead times. But um, I just, for me, the, the things that I saw were obviously that it's, I looked into the target market and it's a booming industry because last year with all the politics and everything going on around gun, gun laws and everything like that, it actually had an adverse effect because I think it's almost like a little bit of a conspiracy that like, you know, the NRA and other companies, because uh, at the end of the day, it benefited them more than anything because people started panicking and gun prices soared. You couldn't find ammo anywhere. So for them, it was, it was amazing, it was great. So last year was the largest increase in the history
0: of uh, carry-concealed permits. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this podcast later on and coming back into our archives, um, last year was 2016. There's a big Mm -hmm. American presidential political election uh, between Democrats and Republicans that Darren's referencing. So with tons of different models of guns that you have to make molds for, do you make molds on demand once the orders come in, or do you have an inventory prepared? Um, I mean, we
1: are going to forecast and have uh, certain things on hand when that comes around. We're like, like we're in a different uh, stage. I'll, exp- I'll explain now where we're at right now. Cause for me, I saw the opportunity that there's this target market there. Um, the startup costs were relatively low and was really easy to get into. And I had two partners that I saw a lot of potential on how I could uh, structure a business around all three of us. And it was just, so with the low startup costs i saw one of my partners had all the knowledge about how to craft them he's had a lot of experience he has all this knowledge about how to do this and so to me i just saw there's not really there's not really much to lose and i was looking at that time to get into different ventures and try different things and learn different aspects so for me it's it it is a very big learning experience and i'm just i'm looking at learning a lot from this experience and i have learned so much and one of the biggest things right now is honestly just patience because they are at different points in their lives. And unfortunately, not everybody sees and has the, like, the, like the entrepreneurial bug that mm-hmm. makes them wanna get up and do that right. every single day. And they, um, he just got out of the military, one of my partners, and he just started, his uh, uh, girlfriend is absolutely phenomenal. She's been with him since high school, throughout that for almost wow. five years. So there, when he came back over the summer, uh, he had he's settling down with her, everything mm-hmm. like that. He's just started college, so he's getting back
0: in the groove of things. Life gets in the way, yeah, yeah, but he's still a valuable partner. You see the value oh, yeah. that he brings separately. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the value of partnership um, and how important that is to making a successful, aven- uh, a successful venture. What do you think... Um, is the percentage of, of how successful ventures rely on partnerships um, or in another way like how much easier is it to be successful if you have multiple partners
1: well one of the things that a lot of the, there's a couple of key things to realize when it comes to having a partner they got to have a defined purpose they can't just be a friend because mm-hmm. unfortunately because I feel like when you just when it's just the friendship is the only thing they're there for they're kind of dead, it makes them dead weight because there's yeah. no other, other than you kind of have to drag them along and do mm-hmm. everything. So they have to have a real purpose and a skill set and, and a value for being there. The The other thing is the synergy that you guys have. You, ha- you have to understand how the dynamics of your la- relationship works, how things work, and you have to be very understanding and very patient. And that's what I was touching on because... Um, he's at a different point he's in a transitional stage in his life and got a lot going on and my other partner he has I mean he's graduated he actually graduated from KSU and he has um, a full-time job and everything and uh, so working around their schedules is has been a challenge and at first uh, it created a lot of anxiety because I just wanted to go 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 and get started and yeah hear you hear all the time that uh, uh, that's the success of entrepreneurs is uh, measured like in days and Mm -hmm. every day is so crucial and that gave me a lot of stress and anxiety and i kind of had to pull myself back and realize that unfortunately that is true but you can't push too hard you can't Mm -hmm. you gotta respect where your partners are you got to understand where they're at and if you really do see the value in them you'll be patient enough to wait because they'll be worth it in the end
0: I love it. So, like when I was late for recording this morning, Will, our show producer, didn't give me a hard time about it, and I certainly appreciate that. We've been getting a lot of great value from Darren Parkinson here. And before we jump into uh, our sponsors and then our rapid fire round, I just want to ask one more question, Darren. Our motto on the show is that excellence is truly in the details. So, how do you apply that phrase or that that thought process into the development of your business? How will you implement excellence in the details of your operation?
1: Well, I I fully agree with that because I, one of the tough things I had to deal with, like learning uh, this whole journey was um, the concept of a minimal viable product and getting something out there that's not perfect because one thing about me, I've been a perfectionist my entire life, so I have to, I'm not going to put something out there that I'm not proud of. It's not something that I would personally use over any other product. So for me, that's why right now we're in the uh, developmental stage and, uh, we're going through the process and learning how to manufacture how to manufacture them and everything, and understand. and He's teaching us from the base because I have I fully believe that you have to have like a foundation, understand how things work before you can improve the product. Because I had ideas and everything that we've been talking about, and I don't know if it's viable until I understand the process and how it's made. So I want to understand all the pieces of the business so I can formulate a strategy that incorporates everything and not leave something out. So, Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So when it com- Yeah. So to further your question, when it comes to that, uh, when it comes to focusing on uh, the details of it, I feel like that is everything, especially coming
0: from a perfectionist. Yeah. Mm, but it starts with having that MVP, that minimal viable product that you can then go and edit with from there. Well, hey, Life learners, don't go anywhere. We're just going to take a quick break from our sponsors and when we come back, we're going to jump into our Millennial Entrepreneur Rapid Fire Questions, where we will learn from Darren about the strategies that he is using to maximize his time as an entrepreneur. Based in Atlanta, Georgia, Keller Guitars is a Christian company that produces high quality, solid, top acoustic and electric guitars designed for worship. Each guitar has a custom Bible verse reference engraved into it, allowing worship leaders and artists to have a personalized tool that has more meaning and value as they lead others in worship. The owner of Keller Guitars, Brian Keller, is a great guy and amazing entrepreneur. And as a life listener, if you go to thekellerguitar.com-life, you can check out all of the beautiful guitars, accessories, and apparel they offer, and be sure to enter life Ten. For a 10% off discount on anything store-wide, again, that's thekellerguitar.com-life with discount code LIFE10 to join the Keller family at an unbeatable price. Welcome back, Darren. Are you ready for the rapid-fire round? Yes. <laughs> All right. Who is your entrepreneurial role model or mentor? Oh. Ah. It, it,
1: it shifts on a daily basis, but I think one now, right, right now, and this is uh, Paul Rehman's fault, is probably Elon Musk.
0: Yes. He just came out with a new Tesla too, right? Big stuff is happening. I heard that he's trying to monetize going to Mars or something like that. He's a big dreamer for sure. Great mentor. How do you balance school, work, relationships, and, and still have time to pursue your business? Um, have a purpose for everything that
1: you're doing and know why you're doing it and have it synergize around your master plan by having the end in the mind. By having the end in mind when you start out, and figure out what your strengths are and focus on those and grow those. And at the same time, uh, figure out where you're going to be and what you need to work on that maybe aren't your strengths and work on those while you do that. But in terms of managing my time, one of the big things about me is knowing when you have to take a break because. You can't do all the things, you can't do a 100 different things to your full potential when you don't have the right drive and you don't have the energy level. So when it's time to take a break and just shut down, compartmentalize it, put everything that you're working on, all the stress, everything on a little shelf and just have your downtime, have your focus time, recharge your
0: energy and get back to it. There you go. How do you leverage the network and resources at your disposal to help advance your business? Um, honestly
1: just be conscious of the time that the opportunities that come up and you're investing your time in those opportunities uh, uh, comes along and make sure you manage that time but for me it's about engaging in all the opportunities you can in and like I said having the end in mind and know that the opportunities there's so many opportunities around us that we take for granted Mm -hmm. and it's not just about going into those opportunities like, hey, what can this do for me? It's, it's honestly, these opportunities are about helping other people out and then just knowing that in the future, because you help them out, maybe they'll help you out one day. And there you go. That's a lot of the opportunities I take advantage
0: of. The value of social capital can mm-hmm. never be underestimated in business. Darren, what was the biggest mental barrier to becoming an entrepreneur, and how did you overcome that?
1: <laughs> uh, probably the biggest mental barrier was anxiety that's something I dealt with a lot that's honestly where my entrepreneurial thing kind of started I uh, I had some health issues and uh, my anxiety just took the best of me and it absolutely crushed me and I hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and from there I just I took full accountability for everything that happened and picked myself up and started building myself back up like from the ground up and when you truly hit rock bottom, that's when you realize what you're worth and you that everything changes and you start to see the world differently and f- yeah for me that's, so coming over, the, dealing with anxiety and accepting that, dealing with issues and emotions and for me one of the big ones like I said was anxiety. It used to make me feel weak but I realized that it's actually quite the opposite, it's for me to get up every single day and do all the things I do, dealing with the emotions and anxiety that I do, that makes me one heck of a strong person, and I, that helped me out a lot. I can attest
0: to that. Do you recommend working in your business with your friends?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, make sure that those friends have a definite purpose in why you want to get into business with them, not just because you're your friend. And also, be very careful that you don't just pick pick partners and people and employees and anything in the future because they have similar values to you sometimes we overemphasize uh... certain values in people because they represent us and that's we like that and we see that so that's one thing i would
0: caution people to avoid Nice. do you uh, or excuse me how do you legitimize your business to customers to clients and possibly even future investors when you're still a college student with a relatively new business
1: uh, for me if the if, if your business plan, strategy, and the product is sound enough, it should be able to sell itself.
0: There you go. And one final question for you, Darren, and then we will learn how best to connect with you before we leave to live our future today. If you could go back to the start of your entrepreneurial journey knowing what you know now, what one thing would you tell yourself? Hmm.
1: Relax. Because one thing, like I've mentioned before today, one of the big things is just patience. Mm -hmm. Because we get so caught up in everybody achieving all these crazy things around their lives. And we don't take a second to to think where they were in their journey or what happened. We just see... We we live on... Basically, we're like a results-driven society. We only look at results. No one takes the time to actually study and figure out how people got there, why they got there, and that these people are... No different than you and I. Right. So, for me, just for yeah, for me, just uh, knowing that, knowing that um, you don't have to put extra pressure on yourself because you're caught up on some timeline that everyone else in society is caught up on, right. and you are your own person and mm-hmm. time. Is in your control and time is what you make it and where you're along in your path is completely different to everyone else and you can't put that pressure on yourself and you just if you know what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing you have the right values patience goes a long way and you know you'll get
0: there I love it so my biggest takeaway is that I still have time to become Elon Musk is that what you're telling Mm me (laughs) Fair enough well Darren how best can life listeners connect with you moving
1: forward well honestly if anyone wants to connect with me they can reach me at my Personal email and my phone number. My email is 23d Parkinson at gmail.com and my personal
0: number is 470 309 3216. I love it. Thank you for that. And Life Learners, if you head to our website, slash Darren, you can get show notes from today's episode with all of his contact information and the information that we talked about and so much more. So be sure and head over to lifecast.com for more information there. Remember, the excellence is in the details. You've been listening to the live podcast. I'm Joey Roos, joined here at Kennesaw State University by Darren Parkinson. So go live your future every day.